The following episode contains mature themes, sexual content, and good times. Just so you know what to look forward to. Welcome to the world's most congenital podcast, where we tighten and release, then tighten and release. I'm your host, Tanya Tutits, and joining me, as always, are Sodome Velvet and the Minister of Commerce, Elizabeth Barrett Boning. And we welcome you to the 11th episode of Coming Together. In each episode, we write and record a new chapter of the Ouvre Jean Chronicles, an erotic tale about a young woman who flits about through time and space via orgasm. Either Chief of Staff Elizabeth Barrett Boning or Sodome Velvet write a short section, which we read on air immediately after it's written. Then, the next author continues the story. It's chaos, and we love it. So, how's everyone doing? Pretty good. Feeling great. Had a had a restful break. A lot of family time, which like huh, yeah. in the context of what we've been writing is interesting. <laughs> no, 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 but it was it was pretty drama free. Um, oh, really? But I do have a funny story. So my parents are redoing their like bedroom. Uh-huh. Um, and my mom was showing me the wallpaper. Okay. And and she reminded me that like they have a tree in the front yard. So she wanted the wallpaper to like be branches, like extending that tree into the bedroom kind of concept, oh, which is really pretty. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then she reminded me that that tree is a fucking magnolia tree <laughs> and that the magnolia branches are going to be extending in her bedroom. And I was like, oh, my God, wow. <laughs> this is so weird. So I didn't realize I grew up most of my life with a magnolia tree. And wow. I didn't know it was a magnolia tree. Oh, so did I actually. Yeah. Out front. Oh. Yeah. In my parents' front yard, there's a magnolia tree. Cool. Mm-hmm. Wow. I did not have a tree. <laughs> Magnolia's love, Magnolia's life. Mm-hmm. Wow. Look at that. Art becomes life and life yeah. becomes art. So Indeed. Magnolia will be sprawling against my parents' wall Hot. forevermore. Hot, damn. <laughs> I feel weird having said that sentence. I, yeah, I really loved, I loved your expression change after you said it. Just like a dawn of regret. That could have been workshopped in my brain before it was No, I mean, I'm glad it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I love that. What about you, Liz BB? <laughs> I'm doing well. I had a good break. I had a steamier Christmas day than usual. Ooh. It was very exciting. Ooh. I ended up with a hottie in Malta. That is from a movie. (laughs) That sounds like either the title of a movie or the premise of a movie. Right? And it was just my real life. That's amazing. Wow. That's incredible. Me doing me or or him doing me or... Yeah. Oh my goodness. Wow, that is a thrill. I'm glad mm-hmm. that you did that. Yeah, so here yeah. I am, back in Madrid, ready to write some erotica. I love that. How are you, Miss Titties? I'm doing great. I am glad to no longer be at home because that seven days or eight days is enough. Mm-hmm. But I think that that is very much uh, appropriate considering what we've been writing um, yeah. for Magnolia lately. And honestly, like, 
that was what I was thinking about going into this episode. I was like, how are you both finding the experience of we've kind of just like shifted like we're still we're still writing erotica you're still writing erotica but like now you're like adding depth and history and everything to this character and I'm loving it because I'm just like wow I love that we get to like learn more about her and then like also all of her like parents stuff and everything I feel like it kind of like explains how she's just like like you know just like moving through life in her chaotic way and so how has that been for both of you as you try to start to like integrate like more depth into her? Like, how do you feel about writing her? Hmm. It's definitely complicated things in some ways because it's not just light and fluffy anymore, which I think in some ways is also very necessary if we're going to keep the podcast going because after a certain point, it just being light, fluffy escapism and then she had sex. Woohoo, great. Yeah. It starts to feel kind of dry and like, overdone yeah so that's i'm true. excited to be writing a little bit more depth into mm-hmm. who she is as a character yeah but at the same time i'm very wary of the fact that i don't want it to be too heavy-handed and all of a sudden just focused on her undoing her childhood or addressing her childhood trauma yeah. instead of the actual fun bits yeah i agree i think we're gonna be able to earn the moments of joy and pleasure a bit more because we'll be exploring lots of things that go on in her life. Um, yeah. But but yeah, I mean, it does really complicate it. But I, I think I agree with Liz BB. It would get a little stale if it was just always a party every episode. Um, and I think we kind of took a turn around chapter five where there were actual stakes with like the pirate stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't really a dangerous situation for Magnolia. Not really, but, like, it could have been. We could yep. have gotten that direction. And then we, like, pivoted really hard into danger the next Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think it's like it's like with – I think we've actually followed a similar – we're not at all, like, Doctor Who, but, like, I think it's a similar kind of concept where, like, traveling through time and space kind of thing. And there are one-off episodes that are just kind of a good time, but there's also, like, arcs. Mm-hmm. So I think I think that we might like fall into that kind of pattern that will like continually break. But yeah, for sure. Also, we don't really know that much what we're doing. No, nope. yeah, that's part of the point <laughs> is to not know yeah. what we're doing. I love that, and honestly, I think that those are like solid intentions to set. You know, like I think that I like that we're adding that depth so that we feel more connected to her and we understand her more. But I also trust that like, yeah, like you said, you like you've written horror and erotica. And I think that this is like much more like the relationship between like trauma and sex is much more direct. Yeah. (laughs) Horror and sex. It's much more terrifying. Yeah. It is more terrifying. Mm -hmm. But yeah. Okay. Wow. Well, now that we've, now that we've talked about that a little bit, I say it's an excellent time for us to get started. And so to decide who writes first, we're going to play Never Have I Ever. And um, whoever, yeah, whoever has ever done the thing Mm -hmm. will go first. Okay. Yes. Okay. Ready to write Sodomy. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Wait. Why do you think I would go first? <laughs> I'm innocent. 
Are you calling me a slut? I'm not calling you a slut. I'm just saying the dirtiest thing that I've ever done in my life is write porn. Oh, fuck. I'm screwed. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I am thrilled to find out. Okay. Ready? All right. Yes. Question one or prompt one. Never have I ever had a one night stand. I mean, you just say uh, it. Yes. Yes, I have. Okay. Yes. And now we will move on because obviously since both of you have said yes, we have to have tiebreakers. Mm-hmm. Okay. Never have I ever slept with a coworker. Oh. Ah, shit. Uh, no. Wait. No. 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 Ooh, okay. Okay. Never have I ever had sex in public. Yes. Um, define sex in public. Um, I say anywhere like outside of a place that you are expected slash permitted to have sex, like one of your own homes. Like if it's like, it can be either like in a public bathroom or it can be like outside in a park at night. The kitchen of somebody else's house? Pardon? No, that's like a, I. Oh, sorry. Interior, I don't think so. No. Yeah, like not like a house party. I wouldn't say like a place like where like public indecency. Yeah. Is a risk. Okay. Yes. Know? No, I have not. <gasps> oh, wow. Okay. Well, then it actually is Sodome Velvet. Oh shit! I really wanted uh, Liz to follow up. Yeah. <laughs> but okay, that's fine. I can do this. Yeah. Of <laughs> course, you can, and so. Without further ado, let's get started. We can't wait for you to come along with us. Okay. Wow. I forgot that we left off with um, the her sister being like, get your slutty hands off my boyfriend who's the yeah. neighbor. Hot, hot, hot. Let's go. Boy, am I excited. <laughs> Chapter 11, Open-Legged. Stunned and silent, Magnolia's mind was racing. I said, remove your nasty hands from Walt right this second. It was rare for Magnolia to see her sister's eyes so wild and full of anger. Disapproving and holier-than-thou looks she was used to, but Ash usually kept a tight lid over her emotions. Magnolia's arms fell from Walt to each side of her body, and still she did not speak. But Walt, like many white guys, had something to say. Ooh, shots fired. (laughs) Babe, you're overreacting. We weren't going to do anything. I wasn't. Ash gave... Yeah, right. You wasn't going to do anything? Are you kidding me? (laughs) Lies. Were they making out? I think they were. Uh, Oh, you're right. You're right. She definitely was touching him, and he was definitely... Talking about how good she looked. So, like, not mm-hmm. great. Could be better. Not great. Could be worse. Yeah. He was, yeah. We, he was questionable. Oh, yes. yeah. Also, his dick was hard. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> we weren't going to do anything. I wasn't. Ash gave Walt a I'll deal with you later look. And then refocused her rage at Magnolia. Magnolia tried to think of the right thing to say. Anything that would diffuse the situation. She settled on the truth. I didn't know you were dating. Everything is always yours, isn't it, Magnolia? No, of course not. Just take, take, take. Doesn't matter how it affects people. Ash was almost snarling. Magnolia felt further and farther away from her body after each of Ash's words. Relatable. (laughs) 
Magnolia didn't remember how she had extricated herself from this situation. The memories felt as hollow as dissipating smoke. Somehow, it had ended, and she was now watching TV with her parents. The growing pile of the unspoken in the family room was suffocating her. It was often like this, when you sat together as a family, but there was so little that was safe to talk about. There was a lot of TV watching. Wow, we're really digging in here. (laughs) Sodome. (laughs) Did you have an okay Christmas, Sodome? <laughs> I actually had a really nice Christmas with my family. Okay. There wasn't a lot of this to be. To be <laughs> I'm glad to hear. This was this was my holiday, so yeah. this is great. <laughs> Ash, she knew, was in the other house with Walt. Her mother had informed her that they were both supposed to come to dinner, but who knew if they would show up now? Magnolia felt like she could barely breathe, and reprieve was not coming anytime soon. She blinked and suddenly she found herself helping her mom in the kitchen. Her dad was off somewhere doing man chores, which rarely took place in the kitchen. As she and her mother talked, music played softly in the background. It was a song that had been all over Quebec media a little less than a decade ago by Pierre Lapointe called C'est-tu vraiment qui tu es? Do you know who you really are? It felt like a personal attack by Pierre himself. She tried to ignore him. She tried to ignore it, but it was hard because her mother's words did not interest her much. All of her conversations with her mother consisted of past memories they had as a family. It was their only common ground these days. She heard the door open and the entryway floorboards creak. Maman, we're here. In the kitchen, chérie. Ash and Walt walked in, hand in hand and smiling. Magnolia focused on not dropping the mixing bowl in her hands. Walt flashed her a thirsty look when Ash's attention was elsewhere. Oh, oh my god, of course he did. Dinner was delicious. Olivia Ouvre, flawed as she may be, was an excellent cook. Most of the conversation was directed at Walt and how his cement business was going, and Magnolia was happy that she could fade into the background. Magnolia, said her father, yanking her out of her thoughts. Yes, sorry. Your mother was asking about your plans in the new year. Oh, plans. Magnolia rarely made them. I think some more traveling. I'm not really ready to settle down anywhere permanently right now. Understatement of the century. (laughs) (laughs) Olivia sighed quietly. You know you need to put down roots somewhere. Maybe you could move back here until you figure out your next move. I don't know. Magnolia started. I don't know if living in Dorval would help right now. Would it help ever? No, it would not. <laughs> I'm oh, so sorry. So honestly, though, honestly, though, West Island's very pretty. So yeah. that's like, it is really nice and it's great to bike along. So <laughs> I just wanted to be, I just wanted to be mean. <laughs> just an asshole living in Montreal and shitting on Dorval. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, I don't know if living in Dorval would help right now. We didn't all know we wanted to go to law school at 18 like Ash. I need to keep exploring my options. Olivia did not push further, but not because she didn't want to. Magnolia had noticed her father carefully put his hand on her mother's arm to hold her back. Tactfully, Walt stood up. I have an announcement, were the words that spilled out of... Were the words that spilled out of his dumb, hot mouth. I can't even. He turned to Ash. <gasps> Ashley. Oh, no. <laughs> so dumb. So dumb. Oh, it gets worse. <laughs> no, sodomy. 
why? Yeah. It's so extreme. I know it does. Ashley, the last year with you has been incredible. I love your smile, your sense of humor, how driven you are. I remember we were out one day and some lost tourist asked for directions to the metro and you helped them. (laughs) So benign. (laughs) Why is this what he picks up on? I knew that day that I wanted to marry you. I can't wait to have moments like that for the rest of our lives. (laughs) Romantic. He's a romantic at art. picked the most unremarkable thing she could possibly do. I love it. You are a decent person and I fell in love with you because of this. (laughs) You were... Yeah, briefly, you were the bar. (laughs) He got down on one knee. Ashley ouvre jambe. Will you marry me? Magnolia could barely breathe. Her sister was crying. Her parents were crying. Everyone was hugging and gathering to see the ring. Magnolia played along as best she could, wary of her sister, who was checking constantly to see her reaction to this news. And then, far too long after, it was over. Magnolia could excuse herself and go to bed. Hours went by without sleep. She thought of escaping via self-fondling, but she wasn't really horny. She just felt bad. Suddenly, her door opened and a figure walked in. She sat up in her bed. The figure moved closer. Hey, now we can finally be alone. It was Walt's voice. (gasps) Oh my gosh! (laughs) Wow, I cannot wait to see where wait to see where this goes. I know, I know it's in your hands, but I really hope Magnolia doesn't fuck him because that is awful. Let's see. <laughs> He'd closed the door behind him, and now he slid over to her bed. His body curled against hers above the blankets. No. She felt him all. I ah. know. Oh. Yo, sorry, I wrote him extra disgusting. Immediate no. <laughs> She felt him already hardening as he dry humped her. Oh my gosh. Should oh. we should oh. we have like should we have like um an an alert for this? Yes, what um, should the alert what should the alert be? The uh, like the, the alert is mm, not consensual grossness is the alert. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um okay. She felt him already hardening as he dry-humped her, his arms moving up and down her bare ribcage. She was dry as a board, and she had an idea. Walter, she whispered, and then she faked a moan. Oh, Walter, you're so hot, baby. I'm so happy you came here tonight because I wouldn't have been able to sleep without you. Well, I'm not sleeping down here with you, Walter said, tensing up a bit. Oh, of course not, Magnolia laughed. I just meant I was daydreaming of fucking you all dinner long, and now you're finally here, and you're hard, and you're so, so long. Here, she spun around and put her hands against Walt's sweatpants, feeling his hard dick beneath her hands. Magnolia, why? I want to trust Magnolia, but I feel like this is still a bad plan. (laughs) Why is she doing this? I, I, yeah. I trust her because I have so much trust in her, but let's see. Should you, though, in this moment? I'm not sure. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, Walt, we only get one chance at this because after you're in here, she faked a light sob. (laughs) I like that there are directions in this. 
I don't know how to sob. Is that a sob? Uh, sorry. <laughs> no, that is not a real sob. You need to really go for this. Okay, okay, okay. And here she makes a light sob. <laughs> no, I laughed. <laughs> okay, you know what? <laughs> That's my sob. You're, you're going to make... Okay, it'll go. <laughs> Maybe. You're going to marry my sister and we'll be separated forever. We only have tonight and I need to remember it. That's she rolled over and... false. I know. She's into her family. She'll probably see him again. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. He's an idiot. So he'll... he'll exactly. I, I hope that she's... I hope that she's successful in her manipulation. So... A vengeful part of me is. I mean, is you like, heard his proposal. It. He is not the brightest crayon. In the yeah, box. the brightest crayon. Um, she rolled over and flicked on the little blue light next to her bed and pulled out an old phone from her desk drawer. She was pretty sure she'd lost hers in the coming and going between Tokyo and Stonehenge. You don't mind, of course. It's just you're so hot. She reached her hands down his pants and stroked his dick lightly and then a little more firmly. He gazed into her eyes as she did this, his look of concern being replaced by want with every pump of her hand. She stripped her sports bra off as she walked around the room looking for the ideal angle from which to capture all this. Propping the phone on a stack of books on her desk, she looked over at him, hard and waiting. Wow, I'm actually a little shocked at how stupid he is. I know. Come on, like video evidence or photographic. Come on, man. Like <laughs> you can't be that like thinking with your dick. Come on. You're so fucked. I like it. I want him to be a caricature of a yeah. foolish man. <laughs> but first, I want you to strip for me, she said. She sat down on a chair expectantly. I want you to strip for me and tell me all about how much you want me. At this, she ran her hand down her naked cleavage, squeezing her tits and licking her lips. Walter stood, stammering in the spot, soft light and the watchful eye of the camera. Mag- Magnolia, I, your tits are so, so much bigger than your sister's. Damn it. I knew from the moment I saw you in the window yesterday, I should have gone for you instead. He whipped off his shirt, revealing a hairy chest and budding beer belly. I just want to get my hands all over you and slip my dick inside you and you'd love it, baby. Oh, you'd beg for it. He was working himself up without her even needing to do a damn thing. You'd beg so bad, girl. And he stuffed his hand down his pants, striding over to her, pausing to apprehend her, and so accidentally doing a neat little pose for the camera before straddling her. This wouldn't get caught on camp. This is like (laughs) anti-porn. I know. Sorry, listeners. <laughs> We're doing revenge here. The least sexiest thing you have ever come across. Yeah, this is making everyone drier by the minute. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we're here to do. <laughs> oh, yeah, I love when a man tells me how much I'm going to want him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's hot. The hottest, in fact. Yep. Keep it coming, Walt. This wouldn't get caught on camera, and that was just perfect for her. 
His dick rubbed up and down her bare stomach and breasts, and it was a vile experience to her, but she sucked in her breath, reminding her of the payoff that was to be had once she'd sent him packing. His dick was so profoundly average, minimally groomed, short and stumpy like a tree that had just been felled, and she wasn't she really wasn't all that into it when it accidentally poked her belly button. So, why did you choose to propose my sister today then? She was about ready to cut the bullshit here and get the soundbite she needed from him. Her sister was a complete bitch, but she was still, after all, her sister, and Magnolia had to do what she could to make her make sure her sister led a decent life. And this a-hole was surely not it. She'd want to kill Magnolia when she saw the video, but if Magnolia planned this right, she'd be a little too far away for that to happen. Oh, I'm still going to marry your sister, Walt answered, his pokey little dick still rubbing against her bare stomach. But I want to fuck you first. And I know you want me to. You're begging for me, you little slut. You're and we're done here, Magnolia announced. She reached over, stopped the video on her phone, and stuffed it down her pants just in case this escalated. You're free to go now, Walter. I had a good time, but I really don't fuck guys like you. The dude was oblivious as could be and really didn't want to let up. But I want to fuck you so bad. And you promised. Yeah, he sounds like a child. <laughs> <laughs> His wheedling little voice stabbed oh. against her eardrums. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Listen, Walter, she said, sidling over to him, tits two inches from his eyes. You're a slimy bastard. Put your pants back on. The understanding that he was never going to put it in her slowly dawned in his eyes, which now began to drift from her tits down to the phone stuffed in her pants. And what are you going to do with the video? Masturbate to it, obviously, she snapped. (laughs) Now get the fuck out of my room. Oh, my God. Wow. Cathartic. Let's see. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, okay. You know, it's fine. Not what I would have done. Not how I would have done it. But she got results, I guess. She got results. Wow. I'm very intrigued now to see where Sodome is going to take this. Like, after having seen, yeah, after having seen where Liz BB took it. Let's see. Walt left the room, basically tripping over his dick. Magnolia fell back onto her bed, alone with her quiet sobs. Her trap had been effective, but she felt worse now. She looked at the time and saw that it was now Christmas Eve. Her sister would indeed be surprised at the present Magnolia had gotten her this year. She lay there sleepless until she heard birds chirping at her window. Once she heard somebody in the kitchen, she slinked up the basement stairs and peered over to see who it was. She breathed a sigh of relief at the sight of her sister. Magnolia strode over to meet her, phone in hand. I have to talk to you. Do you? Ash asked wearily. It's really early, and I'm not sure I have it in me to deal with you right now. Magnolia cut right past her bitchiness and held up the phone. You shouldn't marry Walt. He's a sleazebag who tried to sleep with me last night, and I have proof. This certainly woke Ashley up. She watched the video in disbelief. After it ended, Ashley was silent for an uncomfortably long time. You're unbelievable, she said finally. This took Magnolia off guard. What? You heard me. 
Walter, I want you to strip for me, she mimicked. But you saw what happened. He's the bad guy here. Ash looked down at the kitchen table. She whispered, why do you have to ruin everything? Magnolia gaped. Everything? I'm barely around to ruin anything. Ash's gaze did not leave the table. Wow, you just really don't get it, do you? Ash, I don't want Walt. I mean, I thought I did, but that was before I knew you were together. He showed up at my door last night, and I knew you wouldn't believe me if I didn't have the proof that he is objectively the worst, so I trapped and filmed him. I'm trying to be a good sister. This isn't what good sisters do. Maybe you should just leave. You're good at that. Magnolia was getting angry now. Fuck no, I'm not the bad guy here. Maybe you should leave, and Walt should definitely leave. The tension shattered like sugar glass at the sound of their father singing a jaunty folk song in French. Good morning, my little girls. Any coffee in the pot? Ash's expression transformed on a dime. In a blink, she turned from livid to cheerful. Magnolia sat there in amazement. We haven't started the coffee, papa. Well, allow me, said Jean-Jacques. I forgot that his name is Jean-Jacques Jambe. Gets me every time. <laughs> so good. He began making up his own words to the folk song. Percolates. Oh, percolate. Lol. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was going to be in French. Percolate. Sorry. Sorry. Don't you have to sing this bit? Oh, yeah. oh great. <laughs> <laughs> this is cruel. <laughs> um... Percolate so we can all perk up. (laughs) Unbeknownst to Jean-Jacques, his daughters were having a standoff, communicating only with their eyes. He kept on singing. After far too long, Olivia entered the kitchen and casually suggested that Magnolia drive with her to do some errands. Unlike her husband, she had sensed the frosty air emanating between her daughters. God, yes, Magnolia thought and took the escape rope her mother had unfurled for her. As they pulled out of the driveway, Olivia said, You girls are fighting again. It wasn't a question, it was a statement. Yep. She just got engaged. This isn't the time for negativity. Magnolia's jaw tensed. Don't take this away from her, Magnolia. Sometimes we have to stay quiet when we don't agree with what our family members do, because we love them. Yeah, I love the, uh... Ooh, so... Ugh. Mm-hmm, no. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> A branch in the recesses of Magnolia's mind snapped in half. Have you for once in your life ever followed that lovely little pearl of wisdom you just gave me, Mom? Ooh, good comeback. Wow. (laughs) Olivia didn't flinch. Of course, I am constantly holding my tongue around you girls. Wow. So somehow there's even more criticism in your arsenal than I could have imagined. Don't be cruel, Magnolia. I only want what's best for you. Of course. (laughs) Classic. (laughs) Yeah. Throwing caution to the wind, Magnolia said, I think by now I have an idea of what's best for me, and it's about time you actually listen to what I'm saying. We all think we know what's best for us at your age. In time, you'll understand. All of this gallivanting and indecency. 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 Do you call fucking Michelangelo in an orgy indecent, Mom? <laughs> if that's indecent, then by God, I'm indecent. 
<laughs> uh, just embrace it. Yep. I would rather die than not, than not be sodomized by Michelangelo and his friends. Magnolia couldn't believe she'd ever thought that this car ride could be some sort of escape from vitriol. I don't think I will, Mom. I don't know what else to tell you. I think you're just always going to hate my life, which means on some level, you're going to hate me. Her mother did something that she didn't expect. Olivia pulled over and looked into Magnolia's eyes. I could never hate you, Magnolia. Misty-eyed, Magnolia said, This is not how you treat someone you love, Mom. As Magnolia began to sob openly like a child, her mother was petrified, incapable of reaching out and comforting her. Jeez. Oh, shit. (laughs) I just... uh, I feel so stuck because I kind of want to be like, okay, let's go back to the fun, sexy times, but, like, I don't know how to get out. Honestly, I, like, this was, like weird like this was cathartic i think like i also like i don't know i think it's an investment in her character and who knows what's gonna happen in the next section Uh, yeah who knows who knows who Who the fuck knows (laughs) baroness boning herself does not know nope hopefully some bear boning Mm, yes i don't know how you're gonna achieve that but But, yeah who who knows there are some escape routes yeah. Mm-hmm. There are. But yeah, it's like we didn't want her to just like give up and be like, fuck this. So that's why we're still here. <laughs> but mm-hmm. it's hard. But it is pretty shitty. Yeah. Magnolia recovered her composure after a few minutes of awkward silence on her mother's part. All I wanted to do in coming home was talk with you and dad. It's been so long since the last time I saw you. I just wanted you to make a little space in your lives for me. I don't know, maybe that was too much to ask. At this confession, Olivia's eyes too became misty. I think maybe we get frustrated, sweetie, your father and I. You come and go as you please. We hadn't heard from you for months. We call and text and to only realize that your phone is stuck between our couch cushions. You leave us hanging and worried, and then you just show up one day unannounced like we're supposed to forget months of wondering. And you don't even keep up with our lives enough to know your sister is dating Walt, I mean, it's all over the social medias, for Christ's sake. <laughs> the social media. The social medias. <laughs> it's a plural of a plural. <laughs> I, love, I love that that's an older person thing, but I think it's also like a French thing. Les médias sociaux. Yeah. Like it oh, it could be. An, yeah, it probably yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. just doesn't speak English properly. Yeah. <laughs> Should you be? No, my God, that'd be so offensive if we did a French a Quebecois. Yeah. What is that? The power dynamic, but yeah, it would still be. No, in no, no, no. I... It would be offensive. It wouldn't be racist. No, exactly. I just don't. I think we should steer clear of accents. Of accents of people in general. <laughs> um, I mean, it's all over the social medias, for Christ's sake. I just wish I saw a little effort on your part. It was a fair assessment of things in many ways. And how on earth could she explain to her mother all the places she'd been since leaving home the last time? Her mother would never believe her and she'd never understand. There's things about me you can't understand, Mom. Things I can't understand or things you won't let me understand? Things you can't understand. If I told you, I'm not even sure you'd believe me. Wow, way too many understands there. 
<laughs> sidebar. It's fine. They're in the heat of the moment. Seven yeah. times. Yeah. Wait, how many times? Wait, oh my god! Wait, one, 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 two, two three, three, four, five. Five. Oh yeah, that's a lot. It's fine. It's fine. They're 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 caught up in emotion. Yeah, exactly. Not editing. As was I. Yeah, exactly. Well, then why don't you at least try? Her mother said. <gasps> What's gonna happen? Is she gonna? Okay. You'll see. Magnolia tried to fudge an answer that was close enough to the truth as possible and at least halfway believable. Oh, okay. I saw some things I shouldn't have a while back, and sometimes that means I have to disappear for months on end without any way for people I know to contact me. Whoa, that is not that is not that close to the truth. Nope. <laughs> Witness protection program has nothing to do with her current situation. <laughs> her mom's gonna start like looking through Florida. <laughs> like this is definitely where my child is going uh canada also has a witness protection program i looked it up <laughs> what i did not know that wow yeah such a, such a fancy podcast we look things wow. up sometimes yeah. <laughs> we look things up. i had to make sure <laughs> yeah she looked the look she uh, she saw the look of incredulity flash across her mother's eyes but it was quickly replaced by a softness thank you for finally telling me sweetie that sounds like a hard burden to have to bear Wow. Wow. That must have been so healing for her. Maybe. We'll see. If only you knew, Mom. If only you knew. The true burden of her transience, of meeting the most gorgeous people, only to disappear again into new, sometimes dangerous times. Christmas was a calm, peaceful affair, and each night, Magnolia found herself descending the creaky staircase to her old bedroom, spending one more night at home. The tension lifted, at least with her father and mother. Then, New Year's came and went, friends of her parents coming by and everyone singing and drinking and laughing together into the wee hours of the morning. And after New Year's, Magnolia finally felt it might be time to head on her way. The thought of sex had made her tired and uneasy for the past week, but with the conversations with her parents, her love for the world, her desire to have its beauty consume her, was once again returning. She wanted to see what else was out there. On a Wednesday night after New Year's, her mother and father were sitting in the living room reading. Magnolia sat down. <laughs> okay. I'm just like, why Wednesday? Is this relevant? I'm like trying to see like, why is this relevant? It's not. It's, not, anyway. it's just a useful detail. I'm just trying to help situate the listener, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, it's a Wednesday. I've, I've had a Wednesday before in my life. Honestly... I love it because the podcast come out on Wednesday. Oh, true. Oh, so, yeah. Wow, there you yeah. go. And she... She arrived uh, in the present uh-huh. on the day the last podcast released. Oh, okay. So it was also wow. Wednesday. Yeah. yeah. Wednesday's yeah. a special day in this podcast. <laughs> yeah. She's been here a whole week, I guess. Two weeks. No. Two it was weeks. Christmas and New Year's. The fourth. Wow. Shit. She was here for two weeks. That's a long time to be with Yeah, you. it really is. Good for you, Magnolia. Yeah. That's your champion. Yeah. But also, isn't it appropriate that Wednesday is the important day for its hump day? No, oh, it's true. That is true. That is actually the reason. Mm-hmm. I was like, what's... <laughs> On a Wednesday night after New Year's, her mother and father were sitting in the living room reading. Magnolia sat down, cleared her throat, and said, I think I need to head on my way again. Can't stay here for too long. Magnolia's mother came and sat next to her daughter on the couch, putting her arms around her. This is a period of life you have to get through. 
Obviously, I wish you could tell us more about what happened so we can be there for you, but I guess it puts you at too much risk. One day you'll be safe, dear. Just know your father and I love you. Wow, I did not expect us to get here in two episodes. Damn, good job, Liz. Magnolia's eyes brimmed with tears. They sat together that night and talked for a long time, but eventually all of them started to feel the pull of sleep. She hugged her parents, telling them she'd be heading out before daylight so they wouldn't see her. She had one more delicious sleep in the safety of her home, and in the morning, she fumbled through her side table drawer to find her old vibrator. It buzzed and hummed cheerfully against her clit. Cheerfully? Cheerfully. (laughs) (laughs) That minor detail in there. I imagine, like, a little, like, Star Wars robot. Cheerfully. It it buzzed and hummed cheerfully against her clit, and she let the desire for life and for herself consume her. She was wet, and she slid the toy up and down, each movement pulling her toward ecstasy. And then, in the dim light of morning, her body trembled, quaked, and then exploded with pleasure, the particles of her body humming and pulsing through time. But this time, her leaving home wasn't an accident, and it wasn't running away. She went in peace, ready to explore more of the wild and beautiful past that had wrought the reality her family lived in and that had drawn them all together. Oh, wow. Wow. I love the way that that resolved. I'm really happy with that. Okay. I know that both of you. Yeah. Sorry. I know. I was going to say, I know that both of you have thoughts. So I really want to hear like both of your reflections right now after, because I know you both set each other up and had different ideas and now it's resolved and I want to know yeah. everything. Yeah. Okay, go, go, go. There's a lot to unpack here. This was beautiful. Thank Matthew. you. This last part, you, it was, everything was really, really like the phrasing, were, like the, the pull of sleep. Oh, yeah. and then even the before it was like to masturbate to it, obviously look at the fuck out of my room. It was like an iconic. Yeah, movie. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, this resolved in unexpected ways. I really didn't like this is this is so this is what's so cool with the podcast is because I don't think I could have pulled this off a lot at all. But yeah, no, I I felt really stuck. Yeah, you know, like I was just like, how is she going to do this? I want to make it like earned, and I think you you did mm-hmm. that. Um, and but I do want to apologize because I when I wrote. My last part, I think I forgot something that you planted that just like occurred to mm-hmm. me afterwards. You mentioned that she was like, once Ashley sees this video, I'll be long gone or something. Oh, yeah, right. I think you wrote something like that. Yeah. So like she had a plan that I didn't pick up on. Oh, well. And I went straight to, I know, yeah. but it was just like, ah, you play. so it was like, yeah, I, I totally missed that. So there was like an alternate. Mm-hmm. An alternate ending. Yeah, right. That that's also the joy of writing the of writing the podcast is that one person has one idea and then another person has another idea and then it all kind of it flows. I don't know. It's a, it's it's more of a creative space in some senses because it's not like you don't have control over the writing. You have certain ideas and some of them come to fruition and some of them don't. Yeah, I don't know. It's more of an inventive space in that sense. Yeah. Yeah. I never would have thought of witness protection, actually. I was like, that's awesome. No, no, that That was me, like, desperately grasping at straws. I was like, I feel like she, in order for there to be some kind of resolution, 
here. She needed yeah. to give some kind of explanation to her parents. Otherwise, they would have been like, yo, what the fuck? You keep coming and going. Like, mm-hmm. we don't matter what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. And that was literally the only thing that I could think of. And I also felt that it was important to give some kind of resolution because my whole thing that I don't feel like Magnolia fucks to run away. Mm-hmm. No. She fucks no. to have a good time and to enjoy her present. And if she's leaving this situation, like, even her, like, leaving her parents' place, if she's leaving that with a sense of, like, I don't want to be here anymore, get me the hell out. Yeah. It wouldn't. And then she continues on with that energy throughout subsequent episodes. I just, yeah, I was like, mm-hmm. I couldn't write it that way. So. Yeah. No, like, yeah. I don't think that's what we want to do here. Like, sex is for pleasure and exploration mm-hmm. and connection it's mm-hmm. not for power or escapism mm-hmm. no absolutely yeah. Re- reclaiming sex yeah exactly i think that's why i really liked this part is because the way that it resolved and especially like you phrased it here um well i'm also gonna be quoting phrases <laughs> you said you said the name oh fuck <laughs> you phrased it so beautifully here because I will also be <laughs> fuck. <laughs> I will also be. You know what? I give up. Refer to me as Madam Boning, or do not refer to me at all. <laughs> yes, <laughs> keep my name out your mouth unless it's Madam Boning. <laughs> <laughs> but what I was gonna say is that there's this like one part that you write where it's um that she's. Yeah, she's not an accident and not running away. And she went in peace, ready to explore more of the wild and beautiful past. And then also the part where she does say, um, oh, yes, she let the desire for life and for herself consume her. I loved that. Because, like, I think that that is at, like, at her core, that is Magnolia. She has, like, a desire for life and she, like, loves herself. And that's, I think, why, like, I don't know about like other people listening or about YouTube, but like, I like, like, I love Magnolia so much because she so authentically loves herself and not in a way that annoys me. (laughs) And also in, yeah, like she's so like genuinely just like fucking loves life and loves herself. And that makes her like read and love and appreciate other people too. And then like now that she has some like resolution, it's like so like, it's so healing with her parents that she like now actually has something right. As opposed to like carrying around this baggage. What an unexpected episode. I really liked it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry to everyone being like ready to jerk off. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I guess you can. Yeah. I don't know. You can jerk off to the cheerful it's cheerful vibrator <laughs> or the very mediocre dick of what the fuck yes the power of her being like to masturbate to it obviously <laughs> yeah maybe just that line there you could get off on that yeah <laughs> yeah i'm looking through it there's yeah. not a lot of content for <laughs> masturbation yeah but i mean you know what if you're out there masturbating to this podcast Good for you. But I, I don't yeah. I, I don't think it's the majority of the listeners. I don't think so either. <laughs> I think we should plug our socials. Yes. Uh, 
we've got Instagram, pod come together with the yeah. number two. Pod come together on Twitter. Uh, Facebook, the Coming Together podcast. We're on Medium, so you can read along if this is too chaotic for you. Oh, 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 oh. Um, so we include songs, like the in the in the story, in the narrative, like Magnolia hears songs and stuff. So we've created a YouTube playlist that has all the songs that she has encountered. And the playlist is called Ouvre Jams. Nice. Incredible. Um, so yeah, if you're interested in that, you can listen to a lot of mostly 70s Japanese pop. Excellent. I mean, we've gone to a lot of places where like recorded music hasn't been a thing. So it will it will build. And if you want to listen to Bruce Cockburn, feel free. Of course. <laughs> must um, one must <laughs> listen to and um thank you so much for listening like you know i think we enjoy doing this just as friends but i don't know that we would actually get this done if it wasn't for listeners so yeah. you mm-hmm. hold us accountable to the creation of this book thank you this book and but but get in touch like honestly this could be way more co-creative than it already is and also, I need help naming it book one. So yes, very important. I do absolutely, but but you know, like in the same way that I could never, this chapter would never have looked the way it did if I wrote it alone. Perhaps future chapters will look completely different with your input. What an episode! We will come again <laughs> together. Yes, yes. We will come harder in the future. <laughs>